Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this sometimes daily podcast, which is primarily about music and creative culture in London. It's been a little over a week since I last posted an episode, so I hope you haven't missed me too much. I hope you have missed me, though. I hope there's someone who's waiting for me to return. Last week was one of those weeks where the days just slip through your fingers. You blink and it's Sunday and you haven't achieved anything you were hoping to achieve. And because this is meant to be a daily podcast, whenever I go a day or two without posting, it's very easy to fall into that cycle of procrastination. And then before you know it, it's been a month since you posted an episode. So to try and prevent myself from falling into that cycle... I thought it would be an interesting topic for my return to re-establish my mission mission statement, my raison d'etre, as they say in France, why I'm doing this in the first place. So I've written up a few notes on the Notes app of my phone. Because the more I approach people, the more... the part of the innate process for this podcast boy i really had to dig for those words there (laughs) part of the innate process for this podcast is approaching new people and with every new person i approach i have to once again explain what it is i'm doing and i have to get better at summing it it's caught they call it the elevator pitch where you give someone your idea in the time it takes to ride an elevator or a lift i can't remember which one is really the british term but i essentially have to have to deliver that to each new person I approach to be on the podcast. Since I started working at the rehearsal studio, I am rubbing shoulders with a lot more people who would be great for the podcast, so I'm having to re-explain myself more often. And so I thought I might use this episode as a chance to do that, perhaps a bit more in-depth than the 30 seconds in which I tried to do it face-to-face. So... That was enough rambling there. Whenever it's been a while since I've posted an episode, I get all rambly again. It takes me a while to get back, to get used to doing this again. So, the primary reason for starting this podcast was to use it as a tool to help me fulfill my music ambitions. Primarily, finishing my ideas. I am an expert procrastinator. For instance, this podcast is meant to be a daily podcast. It's been over a year since I started it and I've got 157 episodes up rather than 365 plus. So that's a little insight into how well I can procrastinate. Although I am happy I've done at least that many podcast episodes. It could have been far fewer. So at the start, not quite at the very start, because the first episode is me rambling about my thoughts on music. The second episode is me talking to some friends about the Oscars 2018. But... On the earliest episodes, I would put some original music at the end of each episode. The idea being that I'm tracking... Like, I have to have have done something creative each day because I will have to put up a podcast and present some evidence of what it is I've achieved. So, acted as... When you only have yourself to answer to, it's really easy to delay finishing something because it's really easy to give yourself an excuse and say oh yeah yeah tomorrow next week etc but if I had a podcast even though there might have been no one listening I felt as though I have this other thing I have to answer to so oh I've got to put an episode up today so I have to have worked on something I have to have something to show for today so that was the first initial idea hence why it was touted as a daily podcast even though 
at some point I might have to remove that from the description. Actually, no, I won't because it's always what I'm aiming for. Even if I don't always achieve a daily output, it's still the target. So yeah, that was the start. Daily podcast so that I could try and break the habit of procrastination. And then in wanting to play a show and just to get out, to play a show, to accrue band members, etc. It made sense to, as I approached people, it became a lot easier to approach people if I say, I've got a podcast, I'd love to talk to you for it. Now there was more of a purpose to approaching someone. And also, after talking to someone, I had a record of the time when we met. So now if I met, say, a promoter of a venue, or an owner of a venue, as I have done with Paper Dress Vintage, if I approach them again, I could lead by saying, hey, we've spoken before, I had you on my podcast, here's a link to the episode. Because I imagine in this business, especially in this town, everyone is meeting everyone constantly, and it's very easy to just disappear into a blur of faces. And like, oh, I'm, you, I might say, oh, I met you last month, but the person I'm talking to has met so many people since then that they're unlikely to remember me. But if I have a literal recording of when we met, that might help me to stick in their memory a bit more. So it's an aid for networking as well, which is something that's very necessary in this field, but can feel very alien. So that was another aspect to it. And also to just chart the progress of what it is I'm trying to achieve. So now a year over a year since I started, I can say that I am way closer to actually having a full band and I just might be playing a show in early June. So keep your calendars free for that. Progress has been made and it's much easier to achieve progress when you can look back and say, oh, I've come this far. Let me keep going. So that was the main reason. It just, uh, I guess selfish, but selfish feel has negative connotations, but it is somewhat necessary when you are the only one that has the idea and wants to see it through. You have to be a bit selfish to try and achieve it. And this podcast helped me to tap into that selfish, that, ne- that necessarily selfish side to just try and pursue what it is I want to pursue. But Along with the networking, yes, there's that element of me introdu- having a reason to introduce myself to others, etc. But there can be a mutually beneficial aspect to this podcast as well. Because with each person I speak to, I can promote whatever it is they are doing. So the first element of doing this podcast is to fulfill my musical ambitions. The second element is to chronicle the current creative scene. I think it's safe to say my favourite book, or at least the book I've read the most times, is Meet Me in the Bathroom by Lizzie Goodman. I can't recommend it enough. Even if you're not a fan of the band she talks about, it's a really interesting read about how the musical landscape changed in, at the turn of the millennium, the turn of the century. And that book is an oral history about what was going on with the popular and not so popular New York bands from 2001 to 2011. It talks a bit about the 90s etc but it's primarily from 01 to 11 and I think the first line in that book is from Connor McNicholas who at the time was the editor of Enemy magazine, I might be wrong but he says oh, my, bu- my copy of the book is out of reach so I cannot quote it directly but it essentially is along the lines of everyone is living their own golden age but you only notice it after it's past. So start living it now. Which is a fantastic opening to a book, to that book, hell to any book. But it made, I, it's something that I took to heart. Another impetus for doing this podcast. 
That book is really interesting because the artists that are spoken about have since become popular, so it's now interesting to look at where they began. What I'm doing turns that idea on its head rather than wait 10 years to look back and see what happened. I'm looking at what's happening right now. So to a certain degree, there might that I might be playing the long the long oh all my words. I'm really tired as well as I'm as I always am. So all my words are just jumbling right now. I'm using way more mental energy than I normally do just to say simple sentences. I it could be said that I'm playing the long game here. If I was talking to people who are already popular, I could accrue more interest more quickly. But because I'm talking to people who are, who now might not be well known, but who knows a year or two from now they might go on to become someone popular then what I'm doing might gain more interest. It's like I'm sowing seeds and I don't know when I can reap what I've sown. As well as people I'm speaking to possibly going on to become very popular, I'd like to think I might go on to become popular as well. Such things can never be guaranteed, but if I went on to strike some sort of cultural nerve and become popular for my music, then again, I think what I'm doing now would increase in popularity. So here I am, almost 160 episodes, well aware that I'd be lucky to get over 10 plays in a day because I'm not a well-known person and a lot of the people I'm talking to aren't well-known. But since a lot of the people I'm talking to are at my level and all striving to get somewhere, if one of them does get somewhere, then their fans might look for... I know it's something I do whenever I come across something I really like. I look for all the interviews and videos, etc. I can find particularly from earlier stages in that person's career when they were still relative unknowns. And that is where I might find my cash cow, to put it uh, bluntly. Jesus, words, it's a real struggle today, but we'll get there. We'll get there together, folks. Stick with me. Right, so, where was I? Uh, So, this is an opportunity to promote other artists to highlight common issues that people at my level and or whatever level might be going through because whenever in, I think in this day and age everyone's very much enveloped in their own necessary tunnel vision with what they are doing so there's not much room to help each other out and look at look over each other's shoulders and provide support in that way I think there's intention to do so but sometimes the energy required to achieve what you want to achieve can blind you to what's going on left and right. Everyone has to run their own race. So what I'm doing does cast that different perspective that looks at what everyone is doing. And maybe through doing that, I could highlight some issues that many have in common but would not have noticed in each other because everyone's so focused on their own thing. I hope what I'm saying makes sense. So there's that. And also, it's a chance to learn the history and context of different places and ideas, etc. in London. It was interesting talking to Sydney, who runs Caffrey Studios, where I now work on the weekends about how he's had that rehearsal studio since like 2008 and the changes he's seen, paper dress vintage, how it's moved location, changes there, exploding head, the promoters, what they've been through, uh, the folks from White Heat at the Lexington, which used to be at Madame Jojo's and the changes they've seen. That's another facet to why I'm doing this, to find out more about this city and what's happened to this side of things over time because I'm still as I said many times and will say many more times I'm still very new I'm still very green to all this so it's a chance to speak to people who are more experienced and more enamored with the scene and find out more about that perspective one that I'm very much lacking as I've mentioned it's another it's a chance to network just to get to meet people and to talk to them 
and who knows what kind of quid pro quo situations might arise in the future but it's a good it's i'd like to think it's a chance to make a good first impression and something i've only thought about more recently is that what i'm doing could provide insight support and advice for other newcomers a lot of the people i've spoken to in this podcast have mentioned how they've come to london to achieve their ambitions largely from other places in europe some have come from south america america canada was pretty popular recently just people have come from all over the world because they have london on their mind there's a place to go to achieve what they want to achieve so if there are people in this town trying to make their way up whatever ladder they're trying to climb maybe hearing from me someone else is very much trying to do that and hearing me talk to other people who are trying to do that might help you to might feel like some support like you're not so alone in trying to achieve whatever crazy artistic ambitions you have because ideally every episode I'm talking to someone new who's also trying to achieve some some big artistic ambitions and in doing so I've already mentioned about tunnel vision and how you have to run your own race it can be comforting to hear from someone else who's also in the early stages of what they're doing and to hear about how they're trying to go about achieving what they want to achieve there's countless podcasts etc video interviews and so on about people who have made it who talk about what they went through but I'm providing a chance to look at what people are going through right now in their attempts to make it and then there's also the concept of shine theory which is something from I think philosophers of our time Friedman and so and Friedman and Aminatu so from the podcast call your girlfriend who I believe have coined who did coin the term shine theory the idea being that I like to think of it as a rising tide lifts all boats. Or as Lizzo, the artist, put quite aptly, if I'm shining, everybody's going to shine. Basically, that quid pro quo, can everything that I'm trying to pursue could be mutually beneficial with everyone that I encounter. Because if, what I'm, if this podcast becomes popular, the idea is that everyone I've spoken to on this podcast can also glean some of that attention. There are some people I've spoken to who, as far as I can tell, have never been interviewed before. And if this podcast series gets popular because of someone I spoke to in episode 139, then maybe the person I spoke to in episode 85 might also gain some more attention because people like that one episode and then want to listen to the rest. It's also part of why I'm not too down... Don't get too downtrodden these days if I miss a few days of recording an episode because I can guarantee no one who's listening to this has listened to every episode I've uploaded, except for maybe my dad. Even I haven't listened back to all of them. So if I go a week without posting any new episodes, there's 160-odd for you to listen to, to sate your thirst. And then the third facet towards why I'm doing this is for it to lead to a potential money-making opportunity. I don't know if you've heard, but apparently there's not as much money to be made in music as there used to be, ever since the CD fell from its pedestal as the the absolute money-spinning entity that it was. So anyone pursuing the arts will tell you that it's downright necessary to have a side hustle, as it's called. Just another, whether it's a day job or something else, just something to help earn some money or even some sort of crowdfunding resource online. So maybe in doing this, I could, I'm almost kind of giving out my CV on this episode here, but I'll just keep trying to go with it. it could, I could end up being featured on an existing radio show. What if, say, Steve Lamack's show had a 10-minute segment where they featured me talking to another new artist. 
in London. That could be something that could maybe bring in some sort of income. Maybe I could end up with my own radio show. I have been told at the open mics that I have a voice for radio. So who knows? Maybe by doing this, that could lead to something like that. Or I could become part of an existing publication, maybe an enemy, a pitchfork, or even to cast the net a little wider. There are many entities that aren't strictly publications, but they could dip their toe in that field. So there are apps like Dice or Spotify, which are geared towards telling you about live shows happening in your town. What if I became their London correspondent and I went to some of those shows and spoke to the artists or spoke to the attendees, etc., and just put more of a face to the listings that are posted on those apps? Or what if I worked with Song, uh, Spotify or Apple Music or Red Bull? All these other entities that have some musical facet to them. What if I helped to put more of a human face to it? And also shed some more... Because a lot of these conglomerations, corporations... I really am just ranting and rambling now. A lot of those corporations might feel a bit cold and faceless. And especially with Spotify. There's a lot of talk about how they don't pay... They pay fractions of a penny per stream and... It's easy to paint a negative light on what Spotify does. But what if I could help to, as is a quote from one of my favourite movies ever, The Social Network, what if I could help to rehabilitate their image? I say that somewhat sarcastically. But if I could help to show a side of these corporations that shows they do care and do want to support new artists, they've got a show hosted by Roy from the podcast Saddest Night Out where he goes and talks to newer artists to help shed some light and throw some attention that way. Who knows, that's another opportunity right there. Or maybe I could just end up hosting generic film premieres or, I don't know, when the kind of thing that, off of the top of my head, people like Clara Ampho or Greg James, I think. You can Google who those people are. They're both hosts on Radio 1. But I think most recently when the latest Bond film had a bit of an announcement saying who's going to be in the cast, etc., Clara Ampho was the person I interviewed the cast and the director. What if I could end up in a role like that by doing this? I've essentially got 150-odd episodes that act as a CV for me going out and talking to people in an interview format. So who knows? Basically, this could be the, the lateral step that leads to something that could help me earn money if making music isn't the thing that does that for me. And then making money doing something I'm already interested in could help to fund my musical pursuits or my musical pursuits could help to fund this vice versa etc etc so yeah i just wanted to those are all the thoughts that came to mind also i do want i have mentioned before how i want want to exhibit some progression in what it is that i'm doing so in the past this podcast was just me going to shows i was already going to but now i'd get my phone out and talk to whoever would be willing to talk to me about whatever it is they do because everyone's got a story to tell and this is just a platform for them to share it as well as it being a chance for me to exercise my people skills my necessary extrovert skills I'm really much more at home being at home but in order to get somewhere out there you have to physically get out there and this is a, this podcast helps me to do that but as well as just talking to whoever I come across I've had another epiphany that And I can't even remember if I've already mentioned this on a previous episode. So sorry if I've already mentioned this before. But a lot of the people I've spoken to aren't that well known in the wider world. So at this stage, at time of recording this, most people would only come across those episodes if they were familiar with me personally. There aren't many guests I've had. Not Yeah, there aren't 
among all the guests I've had, there aren't that many who will be searched for online by other people. Like, people aren't going to come across my podcast by searching for some of the people I've interviewed at this time. That might change in the future, but right now that's the case. So I would like to try and climb the ladder a little bit with regards to who I talk to. And that means a little less just showing up places and hoping I get to talk someone, talk to someone. And a little more sending out emails, sending out some prior correspondence. Again, I've got 150 odd examples of what it is I do. And hopefully that would help me to get some time with some more, for lack of a better term, prestigious guests. Like, for instance, there's some bands I've, whose shows I've gone to where I ask if I could talk to them for the podcast. And they say, oh, we don't, not really, but if you, talk, if you send us an email or talk to our manager or whatever, we could set something up. That is the approach I need to become familiar with. There was one time when I was walking from a rehearsal to an open mic on a Sunday. And while walking towards Liverpool Street Station, I ended up walking right next to three of the members from Pale Waves. And I was like, oh, wow, Pale Waves, you're right there. I like your band. This, this feels quite surreal to just see you out in the wild. And then I mentioned, hey, I've got a podcast. I'd love to talk to you for, it for like a couple of minutes. And they said, rightfully so. Well, we've got management and PR. We don't really do anything without their say-so. So send them a message and maybe we could set something up. I didn't do that because I was still very much in the no, I, my whole thing, I didn't say no to them, I won't do that. I said, no, okay, cool, thanks for your time. But I was thinking, at this stage, my approach is more geared towards the, ah, what do you call it when you don't think something, when you don't plan ahead for something? Impromptu, the more spontaneous. That was where my focus was. But I might need to get more acquainted and more familiar with sending the emails, even though not everyone will reply because who am I to be replied to? But If I send 50 emails, maybe 10 people will reply. And that's a step up there. So as well as just still trying to find time to talk to whoever I come across, I also try and make some appointments for who I want to talk to. And also in making it more more of an appointment thing, it also makes it less likely for me to go a few days without recording something. Ideally, and I've definitely mentioned this in the podcast before, but hopefully this time I'll see it through, I'd fill my calendar with people that I want to talk to. So every day next week, I'd have an appointment to talk to this person, that person, this person for an episode. Helps with the networking, helps with getting myself out there, helps to keep up the necessary work rate and the the work habit, work, I don't know what the term is, it's escaped me, but basically just keeps me posting episodes and putting in the work rather than going another week or two without posting anything. And also helps to put the word out there of the music that I make so that ideally, because whenever... A new person is pursuing music. Your first show is most likely going to be people who know you personally. And my thinking is the more episodes I can do, the wider I can cast my net with this, the more people I might be able to entice to come to my early shows. Which will hopefully be in June. But watch this space. So I think that's everything I had in mind with regards to why I do this. 23 minutes. I thought it would be a 15-minute episode. Apologies. By the way, my, my podcast is available on Spotify now. So hello if this is where you found this, as well as SoundCloud and iTunes. I spoke to one band. I spoke to some really interesting people recently. But I've also realized not every interesting introduction and conversation needs to be a podcast there and then. So that's another reason why I'm looking to make it more appointment thing. I could meet someone interesting today and then plan to talk to them next Friday rather than be like, I've met you now, let's talk right now. And that might make more people amenable to being on the podcast in the first place. If it doesn't feel like such an assault of me there and then saying, hey, here's my mic, let's talk. But say, hey, let's meet up again and that time talk for the podcast. 
one pa- one band I spoke to at Caffrey Studios for rehearsals. They were, I think they were just finishing, and I got talking to them. So I told them about the podcast as I want to do, and they said, "I said it's available on Spotify." And one of them said, "Is it available on Google Play?" And I was like, "No, darn it! I thought I'd finally covered everything, but there's another platform I need to try and get on." But I've just tried today, and it turns out you can only put podcasts on Google Play if you are based in the U.S. or Canada. So. Unfortunately, I'm not available there. You'll have to settle for Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, I think, uh, and some other random apps like Stitcher and things like that. And TuneIn, I think. So I'm still available out there, but just not quite on Google Play yet. I will work to get on YouTube, though, because the hosting platform that I use, Podbean, has an option to post automatically onto YouTube. So I need to get that going as well. Why was I talking about that? What tangent was I on now of the millions of tangents I've already touched on? In this episode, I've got the, I've got shirts to iron. And then I'm heading to Forest Hill to talk to someone who will hopefully appear on tomorrow's episode. Ah, uh, I had something more that I wanted to say, and it's completely escaped me. I suppose I should mention this episode in case this is someone's first episode listening. That as well as hosting this podcast, I make music as loads of Japanese bands. I host Open Mic Nights, UKOpenMic.com, and I help out at a rehearsal studio in Hoxton called Caffrey Studios. Yeah, let's let's stop there, because my mind is really going in circles now. Ugh, it's going to be a long day, but thank you very much for listening, if there is anyone still listening. I hope what I've said has made sense. If you'd like to get in touch, you can reach me via most social media platforms, at SaddestNightOut, or email me, SaddestNightOut, at gmail. Dot com. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for listening and I'll catch you next time. Take care.